Support for this program is provided by Chevron. So EPA has uh, a regional structure in addition to the EPA headquarters. About half of the agency staff work in these regional headquarters or other regional offices. One of them, for example, is Region 5. It's in Chicago. Um, It covers six Midwestern states. And it's sort of generally considered one of the most important of the regional offices for a few reasons. Number one, those states are very populous, so it has an unusually large percentage of population living there. They have lots of uh, legacy historical contaminated sites. And then, of course, there's the Great Lakes, which come with all their own unique issues uh, environmentally. And so the Chicago office uh, for the Midwest is uh, generally considered one of the most important uh, regional offices at EPA. I'm Annie Snyder. This is Politico Energy. And today? This, this isn't the sort of job that normally generates um, White House-level Oval Office-adjacent drama, but it, it has this time. Alex Guillen talks to producer Carlos Prieto about the uncommon tug-of-war over the top job at EPA's Midwestern Regional Office. It's Friday, October 8th. So, Alex, the people who manage these regional offices respond to the EPA administrator, Michael Regan. But who gets to pick these people? Yeah, so it's a political appointment, but not one that requires Senate confirmation. So they go through a White House approval process, um, just like the thousands of other political appointee positions across the federal government. Now, you've been following a particular dynamic around this Midwest region office. What's going on over there? Yeah, these regional administrator jobs aren't usually all that high profile. It involves a lot of liaising with the states and overseeing Superfund cleanups. And it's lots of sort of thankless work when all the big ticket actions and regulatory items tend to get, you know, they go through the the headquarters here in D.C. But pretty much ever since the election last year, there was this unusually public campaign uh, between two different frontrunners for the job running the Chicago office. The two people who were talked about a lot for these jobs, number one was Deborah Shore. She's an elected water commissioner in Chicago. She helps run um, an agency with a budget of over a billion dollars. And then the other person who was talked about a lot uh, was Micah Ragland. He uh, was an EPA uh, political appointee in the Obama administration. Um, He worked in public engagement. He helped with the response to the Flint, Michigan, uh, lead water contamination crisis a few years back. He himself is a Flint uh, native. Uh, He was most recently at DTE Energy, which is a Detroit utility. And just in the really in the past few days, started a new job uh, at the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. So, Alex, okay, help me understand here. If EPA Administrator Regan is bowing for Ragland, and whoever is picked is going to ultimately respond to the administrator himself, why is the administration closer to picking the other person, Deborah Shore? Uh, Administrator Regan had submitted Micah Ragland as his choice and recommendation to run Region 5. Um, But what we also reported was that Senator Dick Durbin, um, Democrat of Illinois, and the Senate's number two Democrat uh, after Chuck Schumer, was lobbying the administration to um, instead pick Shore. They have longtime connections. They've supported each other politically. Deborah Shore um, is involved with a nonprofit group with Dick Durbin's wife, Loretta. That's not all that unusual in and of itself. 
lawmakers often will uh, sort of lobby the administration to um, pick somebody they like for these sort of jobs. That's that's nothing unusual. Um, what was unusual was that he was doing this after um, Administrator Regan had come to his recommendation and submitted it to the White House. And is there any reason why the administration would go for Senator Durbin's pick over someone that is being recommended from within, not just within the EPA, but from the the top person at the EPA? You know, I can't speak to the White House's motivations on why they would choose any one job or the other. Um, I think Deborah Shore and Micah Ragland are both uh, qualified people in, in different ways. They have different backgrounds, different experiences. Um, but I think they're both, uh, they would both meet the qualifications for this sort of office. We know one of the EPA's priorities under Michael Regan and in the Biden administration at large is environmental justice. Um, do either of them have a better background on this issue? Is that at all playing a role here? Yeah, they both have some environmental justice uh, credentials in different ways. Um, like I mentioned, Ragland um, helped with EPA's response to the Flint-led crisis. Um, that got him um, a lot of expertise in that area. It earned him a lot of respect with environmental justice advocates and with other people. For example, sort of unusually, uh, the local EPA union um, endorsed him for the uh, the job as regional administrator. Meanwhile, Deborah Shore has uh, done her own things as a as a water commissioner in Chicago. Some of her environmental justice uh, initiatives on the Chicago Water Reclamation Board have included work in Chicago's southwest side, uh, odor mitigation near communities uh, that live near wastewater treatment plants, for example. So uh, they both have these very different backgrounds. Also, yesterday, Google announced it is banning climate-denying ads from its platforms. In a blog post, the company said it is prohibiting ads for content that contradicts the scientific consensus around climate change. That includes cutting the payments to YouTube videos that deny climate change. Last year, a study found that almost a fifth of the most popular content on YouTube associated with climate change denied the science behind global warming. And a leaked draft of an upcoming report found that climate change denial campaigns have helped undermine political appetite for climate policies worldwide. Remember to head over to politico.com slash pod survey and tell us what you think about Politico's shows. To tell us how to make Politico Energy a better show for you, or to get us to make that show you've been waiting for but no one's gotten to, just go over to politico.com slash pod survey and answer a few questions. And heads up that we'll be off on Monday in observance of Indigenous Peoples Day. Carlos Prieto is our producer. Raghu Manavalan is our senior editor of audio. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament. Irene Noguchi is Politico Audio's executive producer. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Annie Slater. See you next week. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future.